Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're so welcome back to another video on this channel. And on this channel, NarcCon, we believe in educating ourselves in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder in order to understand what happened to us going through narcissistic abuse, to move on to recovery and to thrive afterwards, and to also avoid hooking up or getting involved with this personality type going forward. Guys, this comes up an awful lot in coaching, and I believe nearly all of us go through a stage where we wonder, are we the narcissist towards the end of the relationship or just post the, the breakup? It's a really natural part of the process after narcissistic abuse. And I'd like to explain why, and I'd like to maybe hopefully alleviate some of your worries about that in a realistic way. So on the spectrum, there is a spectrum of the personality types and we're all on part of this spectrum. In the middle of the spectrum, we would have the, the normal person, the person who has a certain amount of empathy and is quite balanced, doesn't have an over amount of empathy and doesn't have an over amount of narcissism in them. If you go to the left of this, you get the more narcissistic person who is what we term in normal languages, more selfish, more self-absorbed, more um, grandiose and more entitled, but not without a certain degree of empathy when pushed. Further on along the scale, you get people who suffer from the narcissistic personality disorder, and that is their main modus of modus operandi or the main way of living in life. And further down the scale of psychopathy, you know, you get the sociopath and the psychopath. So coming back to the middle and the normal, if you go to the right of this, you'll get someone who has a high degree of empathy for people and is a giver. And further down, you'll get someone who is superly empathic and it's often termed in our community as a super empath but basically it's someone who's super um, superly empathic and is also very very sensitive to energies and to the needs of others so that's the spectrum and people live mostly on one part of the spectrum you can move from one to the other and a normal person can become slightly more empathic etc but if you have an established high degree of one type of this, whether you're the narcissistic personality disorder or you're superly empathic, you, you don't waver much between the two. So that's something to to kind of get to grips with and to understand. Situations will bring the narcissistic individual more into the empathic state and come further down the empathy scale, so to speak, and situations where the empathic person will become much less empathic and go more into the narcissistic side. That actually does occur, but it doesn't mean that you then become that person. It doesn't mean that you go from being a superly empathic person into having a narcissistic personality disorder. 
But let's just get it straight. That's the explanation of of the scale and the, the type of people that are in the world. So you're in the relationship with the narcissist. You're full of hope. You have met this person who seems to be the person for you. You reach heights of excited happiness, I would call it more than actually peaceful, contented happiness. You have a high amount of adrenaline going around your body. Your hormones are spiking and it is like you're taking an addictive substance because it's an unreal spike in your hormones and it's an unreal happiness. It's not based on stability or peace. It's based on extreme, intense emotion of the ego, mostly of the ego. And that's what narcissists work on. They also work on fulfilling your desire to love another individual and to give because you get validation and fulfillment from that. It is an unhealthy dynamic because it's a manipulative dynamic. And those genuine emotions from you are being used as a currency to hook you. A narcissist will hook people by manipulating their emotions for control over that individual. So that's the dynamic that you have perhaps experienced or are experiencing currently. Then you will get, you know, you're going along thinking this is so good. This is nearly too good to be true. And something will happen where the narcissist will critique you slightly or will pull back or triangulate. Something will just go twist and you kind of go, oh, and because everything has been going so well and because you truly believe in the future for this relationship, you will be a little taken aback and a little shocked. And because you trust the person so much, you will introspect a little bit and think, maybe I need to improve here. I definitely do not want to lose this relationship. Maybe there's something wrong here with me and you pull back. And so the devaluation stage with a narcissist begins. The devaluation stage is interrupted by love bombing stages so that you're devalued, devalued, devalued. You're in a, a low state. You're starting to come out of the fog of the relationship the narcissist knows you need to be pulled back and will love bomb you back again. So causing a state of confusion, not giving you the space to have clarity of thought in the relationship and also rehooking you emotionally and causing a state of chaos. You can never rely on any long period of stability with a narcissist once the devaluation period starts. You then get mini discards. You will get all the different gaslighting, etc., manipulations that narcissists put their targets through. You will go through an inordinate amount of underlying anxiety and painful times with a narcissist that they control like an orchestra conductor. They will then elevate you back up to the higher notes in the relationship. 
where you will feel intense pleasure and a false state of happiness and hope again. After a period of time, you begin to cop on. And I believe that's an Irish saying. So you will begin to cop on, which means you start to get keyed in and clued in to the fact that this person is really using you. Clarity begins to come sometimes with friends and family, you know, telling you that this person isn't right for you. Sometimes with just your own sense of who you are and your view on life and knowing that what this person is saying to you isn't actually right. You have had enough of the abuse and you're beginning to realize that you're being abused in a certain way, even if you can't, haven't heard of this personality type or have never been exposed to this type of darkness. So when that stage occurs, you begin to, sometimes reactive abuse can occur. You're fighting for your life. You're fighting back. You're, the narcissist is increasingly competitive and increasingly devaluate, devaluing of you and is beginning to do damage, even financial damage or even damage with your relationships, your interpersonal relationships, or even trying to get you to stop working or interfering with your sleep so that you can't do your job properly. All these different things mount up and get you to realize that the relationship with this person is not of any benefit to you. In fact, it's destructive. So you may go into the phase of not understanding and fighting back for your life and being abusive by reaction. And that is often when a narcissist will start to video you or film you or tell other people that you're crazy. They've baited you into reacting badly. The accumulation of the abuse that you've gone through, the deregulation of your hormones all get you into a very anxious, very vulnerable, very volatile state. At this stage, you are fighting for your life. You're fighting for your spirit. You're fighting for your soul. You're fighting for what you believe in. Sometimes you get sucked back in. They will do the mini love bomb again at this stage, which will make you even more crazy or feel even more crazy. And then there's a stage where you go through, where you realize that you have to get out, that this person has shown you who they are, even though you yet have not seen who this person is. You're beginning to realize that this isn't for you, that you're trapped, that they have trapped you. They've controlled your finances. Maybe you've had a child with them. Maybe you're married to them. And it's a big ask to get out and you're exhausted. You're exhausted. This is the stage where you have to go into your more narcissistic side and narcissism, healthy narcissism is there in order for us to survive in the world, in order for us to fight for our survival. It doesn't make you a narcissist. If you've gone through the various stages of the narcissistic manipulations 
particularly in an intimate relationship, but in the work situation and in family situations as well. If a narcissist has a lot of control over you and has got you to this stage, you begin to devise plans and you begin to think that your calculated plans are like you being the narcissist. You begin to see your reactive abuse against the narcissist as controlling. The narcissist will also tell you that you're a narcissist sometimes or that you're very controlling. This is when they find it hard to manipulate you, but they're still manipulating you with negativity and they're still getting narcissistic supply from you and they're enjoying the phase where you're going crazy and they're able to smear campaign you and feel better than you because they see you in this suffering state and that alleviates the suffering and darkness within them. They feel elated, which is also very diabolical. You can see this. You can see how elated they are. You can see that they're on a power trip and you can see the evil. And that drives you even further into a crazy state. Sometimes when people see this, it does tip them over the edge and they do things that are totally out of character, that are situationally caused. You can't believe that you're taking some of the actions that you're taking in order for you to survive. It seems to you that like maybe the narcissist was right about me. Maybe I am a bad person. Look at what I am doing. And you are so hard on yourself and you have such a sense of justice that you judge yourself very, very harshly. Remember, everything is under a type of a, a cloud or a fog or a spell. It's, it's like a, the narcissist creates this bubble that you and they are in. And you're your grip on reality and everyday reality and normal people and normal relationships is very, very skewed. The narcissist is basically in your head and you're fighting a psychological, spiritual and sometimes physical battle with this entity that drives this human being who has a personality disorder. And that's always my take on it, guys. I, I believe in the personality disorder in psychological analytical terms, but because they derive such pleasure from another's pain, I believe it's driven by a dark energy. So you're acting out of character. You have been brainwashed and gaslit by the narcissist who has told you you are the person that you are becoming. They seem fine. They seem absolutely fine. In fact, the worse you get, the better they seem. The character traits that were once yours, calm, peaceful, happy, generous, friendly. They seem to be all of those things. And that's even more abusive and more crazy making. They look better. They are going out more. They seem happy. They seem happy, happier. And you are in this state of anxiety, state of confusion, state of loss of identity. 
and you're flaying around as to how to survive it, but you're addicted to their orchestration of your hormones, uh, your feel good hormones, your feel bad hormones. And they've also possibly trapped you, as I said a few minutes ago. So you have a big fight on your hands. You have a big fight on your hands. Then they discard you with so much drama and crush you into the ground to such an extent that you are left shocked. You are left fighting maybe for somewhere to live. You are having to become a person you'd never become before and fight them at their own game. You know how their mind operates now. You're in this psychotic bubble with them. You know that the only way to defeat them is to be totally selfish and to even calculate your moves. Because in order for you to survive, you have got to do this. You have got to shut down your empathy totally for this person. You have got to go into a very calculated, cool and calm state, which is a huge ask at this stage. And that's why this community saves people's lives, because they begin to understand what they're going through and they begin to be able to detach somewhat emotionally so that they can make better decisions for themselves. And then having begun to survive and having put some very harsh measures in place in order to survive, then the question arises with us, are we the narcissist? We look back, the brainwashing is still active. We've made a few cool, calculated moves. We have been abusive with that person to a certain extent. We've played the game. We have a certain type of disapproval sometimes from friends and family. Or they're kind of looking at us because we're going on and on and on and over the same situations again and again and again, while we ruminate and try and get our brain back into working order after this spell is alleviated to a certain extent by time away from the narcissist. Yet we still want the narcissist. And it's such a battle. This is the second battle. This is the battle to save your soul. And in part, in this battle, a lot of us grapple with the fact of trying to find our identity and who we actually are again and who we truly are. And because we're not narcissists, we question, we question, we worry, we ask questions, we introspect, we ruminate, we try and figure things out, we try and get back on, on our life purpose and path. And part of that process, guys, is believing sometimes that maybe we were the narcissist. And because we worry so much about that and go to such an extent to question and find out and take the blame for different parts of the relationship, because we do that, we are not a narcissist. Narcissists don't see fault in themselves. That's what their narcissism protects them from. 
They don't introspect. They don't worry that they've done something wrong. They don't struggle with rumination. They're living in the now. They're clear cut. They're clear cut to the extent that they have nothing going on in there. They've no warmth. They've no compassion. They're like a computer program that can switch on and off from one relationship to the other. They do get narcissistically injured. Karma does come for them. It doesn't always work out, even though they may walk into the sunset laughing, cackling, shouting from the top of the rooftops that they've won and they're doing brilliantly. That is not, in fact, the case on a continuum. And that is done as a manipulation to make you feel like a piece of you know what. So let them go off with their drama. Let them do whatever they have to do. This video is about you not being the narcissist. Narcissists do not worry about being narcissists. That is essentially the core of narcissism to protect the true self from any shame or any blame. Remember, it was always your fault with the narcissist. So I hope that I hope that takes one part of the anxiety in the healing journey away from you today and that you can remember that and take that with you. You are not perfect. You're not without fault. Introspection is great, but over introspecting to the degree that you believe you're a narcissist is not good for you. And it's not true. And it's hopefully one part of the journey you can lay aside now and go and work on that beautiful life of yours. The beautiful gift of having a day, having a day ahead, even if it's filled with pain, the pain is there for a reason. You will come out of the pain. You will feel the equivalent of that pain will translate into the equivalent of that joy. And you have the gift of being able to feel pain and joy in equal measures. Narcissists do not. Thanks, guys, and see you again shortly. Take care. Bye for now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.